Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Fuck Snake Gazetta. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Fuck Snake coming in strong. What's up? <laughs> Fuck. We've got a very wild episode for you this week. Uh, as mentioned very quickly into the episode you might want to get a little bit high for this one because <laughs> i stay sure bringing did. the with the crazy shit um also as Paige will tell you if you're dead sober it's not gonna make much sense so it, i mean i don't think it makes much sense much sense any old way but get ready for us to ruin gumby for you <laughs> <laughs> uh but before we start we've got some news and reviews <laughs> The news is that we are posting new stuff on our Patreon. Get it, girl. Uh, If I'm doing my math right, Paige should have just posted the newest episodes of uh, of her book. Of of Man Eater Chapters 5 and 6. 5 and 6? Am I right? 5 and 6, which have no sex scenes in them. Boo. It's all story. It's all plot. Chapters six and nine need to have the most sex by uh, nine. Nine does have the most sex. Oh, I am by honestly far, excited. Nine has the most. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Sign up. Every tier gets you access to our bonus content um, and where there's going to be more stuff coming up, too. But God damn it. I just started the book the other day when I was taking a walk. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I'm so Thanks excited. Thanks for looking me in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to talk about it. Like I said, patreon.com slash cult podcast, go sign up. Also, if you're looking for a cool new place to listen to cult podcasts, we suggest Rooster Tea. Cockadoodle doo. Go to the website or download the app, uh, roosterteeth.com, or find the app in your everywhere. Basically, your fucking phone, your Fire Stick, your Xbox, your Roku television. You can get this shit anywhere. Yeah, download it right up to your pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Probably probably cut that out, maybe. Uh, I'll use my better judgment in editing. Um, yeah. Every uh, time that, I hear Roku, I think he's a Super Saiyan form of something. Because <laughs> Goku. Okay. Do you know how many yeah, channels yeah, 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 I have? Yeah. Over <laughs> 9,000! God damn it. This isn't even the podcast final form either. That's the great part. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, we have a five-star review. Yay! Yay! This one comes to us from Suzette Isidal. Uh, Suzette Isidal. That's very funny. Uh, and they say, well-researched and hilarious. I love Andrea's Blue's Clues sounds. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I a horny Steve? What is this? <laughs> Steve was plenty horny. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Why do you think he was always checking the mail? He was looking for his latest porn magazine. That's what he was no, doing. He, what? Huge pervert that Steve from Blue's okay. Clues. He wore too many khakis to be a pervert. Well, never mind. I take that back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, heard it, anyway. you heard it here. You khakis heard it here equal pervs. If you wear khakis, you're a pervert. And if your name is Steve, stop fucking your dog. Hey, everybody, let's get into the show. <laughs> uh, let's get out of this conversation as soon as possible. Hello. 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 Hello.
Oh, my fucking computer just said playing music. Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not, computer. I like that they think we're on pitch enough to be music. That's a compliment. Don't drink the For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andrea Cassetta! Yay! And it's Armando's week! <laughs> Hello. Uh, boy, oh boy. I have just been on like a... Um, I don't even know what you would call it, like a, a, a cycle of just researching groups that break my brain further and further and further. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I tried to get away uh, from doing a group as sad and, and terrible as like Donald Trump and his whole cult thing. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. then I got into the Mandela effect, which was just like st- so far to the other degree where it was like so fun and stupid. <laughs> it's like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Thanks, Bobby, again, for breaking your brain on that one. For being my quantum mechanics uh, tutor. And now I've just hit this perfect soft spot in the middle of equally upsetting and and equally stupid and ridiculous. Um, So for this one, because the last time when we did the Mandela effect, I I suggested that everyone go get high out of their fucking mind. I'm going to say just get a little high. And here, I'll I'll join you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> was that a piece are you where did you get that i got it from a store called the kobe mart down the street from my house which smelled ex- exactly like like spaghetti and marijuana um they don't have a kitchen there so i'm not sure how they got the spaghetti smell in there um but to be honest it was pretty subtle uh next to the other <laughs> smells uh but yeah I, I was on a walk i saw a place called kobe mart i was like oh what do you sell and they were like uh snacks and shoes and then they also sold pieces so i bought this pretty cool glass piece it looks like a candy cane dick <laughs> it, I, she's absolutely right that's exactly what that looks like yeah oh yeah like you've been sucking off elves at the north pole <laughs> yeah, all pipes it's... all pipes look like penises to me though like they all just totally. look so phallic with but like with such a like an underwhelming ball sack yeah yeah there's not a lot of pee in that ball no sack. well and they only have one ball which is like whoa bro it's the weed ball i would say dick gets you high though i mean i feel like it's an app comparison anyway sorry <laughs> this got off the rails fast this has never been my experience but okay anyway anyway that's fine andrea used to snort dick in college so yeah it's a problem part of her life. my nostrils also, are really big <laughs> We have, we're like two minutes in, guys. Yeah, I told everyone to get a little high. This is That was the little break that they got to go run and find their dick-shaped piece yeah. and load it up with their weed of choice. I'm so sorry. I apologize for everything. Uh, so today we are covering a group that has gone by a few different names, but mainly the Day Life 
army. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? Oh man. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's a pretty ridiculous sounding name. They're a pretty fucking ridiculous sounding and acting group. Uh, and it, the name Day Life Army made it so hard to research this group because there's not actually a ton of information out there. Uh, but when I was looking for videos on YouTube, I typed in Day Life Army. And then there's just like a whole genre of YouTube video of like army members who are like, this is what it's like a day in the life in the army. <laughs> Legit, the name sounds like someone that's trying to prove they're definitely not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> definitely out in the day. Definitely not having sex with people and then draining people of their blood at night. Definitely out in the day. And super <laughs> alive. I'm so alive, you guys. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm alive in the daytime, totally. What about that sun, guys? It's like... <laughs> So sunny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now you sound, you sound like someone trying to feign interest in sexual stuff. Just like, yeah, don't you know? Bags of sand. How the, the sun's all like, um, like warm and bright. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely felt it recently. <laughs> no, I love candy canes. <laughs> So, like I said, not a ton of information that is just readily available, uh, but that doesn't mean that there isn't information. It's just that all of it comes from the most fucking wacky, wild places. Uh, and so, to show you, I'm just going to get into the sources. Uh, so, first of all, we have probably the best source out there, which is One Zero's article on the Daylife Army. Uh, it's a, like a medium article, so you can read it for free, but it's very in-depth. It goes into a lot of uh, first-hand accounts that former members gave, and it's a fantastic read, and I recommend that everyone go uh, check it out. Um, then it, it gets worse. We have multiple videos uh, posted to the group's various YouTube channels. Uh, we have an article written by one of the leaders... Uh, we have several posts from the Pain Matrix's Instagram and Reddit account. The Pain Matrix? The Pain Matrix. God. That's where when they shoot bullets at you, you go, whoa, but then you come back and you're like, oh, my back. That hurts yeah. so bad. <laughs> I can't bend over like that anymore. I'm an old person. Yeah. It's like if they filmed the Matrix with current day Keanu. That's what would happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought the pain Matrix was when you watch the Matrix while wearing like a chastity belt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so turned on by all the green. Oh what do I do? God. I know Kung Fu, but my dick is trapped. <laughs> That's a, it's a bigger problem than you'd think, Paige. You, uh, you know? It's why I never got past a white belt in my, in my youth. You need to be able to fight unencumbered completely. Yeah unencumbered oh that's pretty good it's not that i couldn't move past white belt it's just that whatever belt i got it immediately became white if you know what i'm saying <laughs> Hi-ya! Hi-ya, what indeed. is this world where you're just using your belts to jack off so much that they change color if you think that that's fucking weird andrea you are not high enough for this cult all right this is a go. litmus test for how ready you are to soak up the information that i am about to just deliver to you on a very very cummy dinner plate and you're welcome 
get into it. Uh, finally, we have the group's official website via the Wayback Machine, and we also have the Daily Dots 2016 article on the group. Okay. So, on the show, we've joked a lot about how much easier it has become to tell facts from bullshit since the invention of the internet. Because back in the day, a dude could just show up in your town, stop, drop, and open up shops selling snake oil, saying that it would solve all of your problems. But nowadays, you can easily Google snake oil and see that it has no actual use other than being like a good source of omega-3 and reminding Mitch McConnell of his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Because because she was a reptile, you see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining the slipperiest hugs. Yeah. (laughs) That is Mitch McConnell. It's super disappointing because he's the closest thing we get to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right? That's... Oh, that's who he is. I mean, it's brave of him to emerge outside of his shell every day, but like that's the only cool thing about him. And if you think that we're saying uh, Mitch McConnell is actually a turtle, you can easily Google this and find out that it is indeed true. So uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just look at his neck, the shape of his head. Yeah. Yeah. He should be wandering around in a closure for 140 years like the rest of his kind. (laughs) Paige Wesley, notable turtle segregationist. (laughs) (laughs) Keep him away. (laughs) They ain't human. They ain't got rights. Okay, here's the thing. I would actually agree with you on a turtle-only drinking fountain because I don't want to (laughs) be... I don't want to drink from what they do in that water. Have you seen their dicks? It is fucked up. I don't want any part of them in our society. No, but I'm looking. Yep, Google it, Google it, Google it. I definitely imagine that when Mitch McConnell has sex, he makes that turtle cry noise that's just, <laughs> ah, 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 Oh my ah, God. Ah, <laughs> ah. Have you ever seen a turtle hump a bike helmet? It's I so have. Fun. I have weird YouTube habits. This is so bad. Their penises look like somebody shattered a marijuana piece. It's like a stingray. <laughs> like, it, like it unfurls. Yeah, it's like the second mouth on the xenomorphs from Alien. <laughs> it just pops yeah, and out. Then, and then on top of that horror show, they're just like, ah, ah, ah. Wait, do you guys not do that? <laughs> if I did, okay, how much would you pay me? For the next time, no, I'm, I'm having no. relations with my husband to just no. break that shit out. I care about Jake, and I <laughs> also care about you because I feel like the sex would end. Counter offer twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Oh. Not enough. Come oh. on. No. Ah. 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 We better watch out because someone is playing this podcast out loud and their turtle is getting really horny (laughs) (laughs) oh if you if you own a turtle please send us a picture to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com i love you so much but not of its dick give it a bike helmet (laughs) (laughs) that's what they call their penises (laughs) that's what they call their sex dolls yeah (laughs) google turtle humps bike helmet there's a lot oh my god no. Well, this is actually playing into uh, kind of my point, which is that anything is very easily one Google search away. If you get curious as to what, as to what a turtle's dick looks like, you're one unfortunate Google search away from being put on a turtle list. Um, that's true. That's true. 
A turtle list. It's the slowest list ever. <laughs> yeah, they'll get to you eventually. Uh, and the internet can even help you answer some of life's less tangible questions too. Because according to Google's records, some of the most frequently searched for questions include, what is love? What do men want? And my personal favorite, does size matter? Aww. Size of what? <laughs> size of turtle, obviously. Because <laughs> like... If you're like, does size matter for dicks? I'm like, there's a lot of factors. So I'm going to say like generally, no, there's a lot of things going into work with it. But if you're like, does size matter of like a pizza? Yeah, that does matter. Small, large. How many people are you feeding? How many slices are there? So like overall, I'd say yes for dicks in particular. Probably no. Just communicate with your partner about what they need. Well, wow, thank you for this very interesting TED talk. Anyway, uh, I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at these Google records, by the way. And just if you ever want to have a good time, just go look up what the most searched for questions on Google are, because the results are so funny. There was one, uh, I think there was one year. It just showed the top questions that people asked, and the order of them almost seemed to tell this like very sad story, uh, <laughs> where it was like it, it was like, um, "Does he like me?" Early signs of teenage pregnancy. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. Except that that's hilarious. What do men want? No! Oh no! What? It's not oh, a baby. No. How do I be happy? <laughs> How do I be happy? Oh, How this do is I upsetting. Be happy? Yeah, it tells the story of, I imagine a woman named Brittany, uh, who is somewhere out there, probably in, let's say, New Hampshire. And we have, I think, <laughs> <laughs> pretty mean to New Most Hampshire. hated podcast in New Hampshire. Are people in New Hampshire procreating? I figured that was a Midwest thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know what? I tried to throw you a bone, New Hampshire, but go fuck yourself. We're back on the bandwagon. No one's throwing them a bone. No, I'm saying. <laughs> but then at least they wouldn't have unwanted pregnancies. So there is a pro there to all of this. There is a yeah. pro. With websites dedicated to health and wellness, giant archives brimming with information, and countless forums filled with real professionals who freely offer up advice, it stands to reason that cults should be a thing of the past. And yet, they're not. Uh, <laughs> it might be more rare to see a compound on the level of Jonestown or a siege reminiscent of Waco, but cults and new religious movements have continued to pop up and grow despite our access to the internet, and in some cases, because of our access to it. Yep. See, the internet is a super weird thing. The ability for you to connect with anyone else who has access almost completely changes the way that society functions. Are you super into some niche and no one in your real life seems to get it? Well, I guarantee you that it has a community online. <laughs> Turtle porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's called the official New Hampshire Society of Turtle Appreciados. <laughs> also, I just invented a new word, appreciados, and I kind of love that. It's beautiful. I also feel so... I'm so sorry, New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm I'm not sorry, and also all I can think is perv tools. Oh. And I don't know if that's anything, but my brain is thinking perv tools. <laughs> they, they're like instead of like wearing one of those, you know, what are those red cup hats, the fez or whatever? Yeah. yeah uh -huh. Instead of wearing those for their group meetings, they wear bike helmets. They just like put them on. 
and hope for the best, honestly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you want to reconnect with someone from your past without moving back home? You totally can. To be clear, you probably shouldn't, but you totally can. (laughs) Websites like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook allow us to feel connected with one another no matter how distant we really are. And speaking of social media, the concept of broadcasting your every thought, desire, and memory has reshaped the way that we live our lives. Each post comes with a quantifiable number of reactions that tells you whether you did a good or a bad job. And is it really that black and white? No, but that doesn't stop our brains from seeing it that way. Okay, TikTok star. (laughs) Plus, if you need to, it can help you break out of your shell. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds dangerous, Paige. Not if there's a bike helmet nearby. (laughs) You think he was trying to move into the bike helmet? I don't know. We should ask Mitch McConnell how he did it. Oh my god. Watch just back in his office in the Senate, there's just a giant shell that he climbs into before going home every day. Honestly, at this point, if we broke into his office and found a bike helmet, I'd be convinced enough. Like that's that's <laughs> that's Same. enough proof for me. Same. This man clearly Same. doesn't bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Does it smell like dick? That's our proof. <laughs> Hold up, I gotta Aww. make another Google search. What does turtle dick? smell like (laughs) ah rosemary okay anyway (laughs) okay spicy on a personal level likes comments and followers mean pretty much nothing it's kind of just a way for you to tell somebody hey your trip to hawaii looked fun or grandma please stop posting naked pictures of me as a baby i'm calling the cops i'll see your ass in court you know it's just like a fun (laughs) fun way to stay connected to people you know But in recent years, social media metrics have wrongly been associated with the concept of fame. And don't get me wrong, all right? The internet completely changed the game when it comes to being creative. Because if it wasn't for podcasting social media and being able to connect with strangers through wires and servers, nobody would know who any of us are. Accurate. Yes, very Mm -hmm. accurate. If this was back in the day, we probably wouldn't have stood a chance in hell trying to get on the air. Because in the past, there was a clear process. Celebrities were scouted, prepped, primed, and then thrown out on stage in front of a camera. We were able to have these mega celebrities back in the day because there were actually so few famous people to choose from. You know what I mean? There's just, of course, you're going to pick on to one of these people. There's like 15 famous people in the whole world. Right. Well, in many ways, that was engineered and marketed to you so it's like these are the choices you have this is what you get yeah and that's the way that it's been for a very 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 long time but now anyone can be famous even if it's just for a few minutes there's a dude on instagram i found with 5.9 million followers who got famous for squirting lemons in his own eyes no Not worth it. That's how you get an eye like this. (laughs) (laughs) We'll repost it. Uh, Paige is wearing her reptilian (laughs) eye patch. Oh, shout out to Annie Libertini. That's the artist who made our eye patches. Yep. There's just a dude with 5.9 million followers trying to make like a fucking lemonade in his eye socket. And it sucks. It's (laughs) probably the worst thing I've ever heard of. And this dude is actually the perfect example of who the Daylife Army is fighting against. Daylife and its two enigmatic leaders preach a message that I feel like a lot of us can understand. 
At its core, the idea is that our capitalist society has buried us into a pit of poverty and attempts to stop us from digging ourselves out, leaving only one option for escape, making it. Most people believe that the only way to get a better life is through some sort of fame. They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, That's that, that accurate. is actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Fuck America. Oh, yeah. And Andrea especially is going to start to relate pretty hard in a second. So I think I'm joining this cult. Sorry, guys. <laughs> BRB. All right. Well, I might as well join Unarius then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm I'm starting my own. I'm doing the Armando School of Blitzcraft and Weedery for reals this time, and everyone's All welcome right. to join. Um, admission is five thousand dollars. No, admission is four thousand two hundred dollars. You didn't go for six thousand nine hundred dollars. Come on, bro. Fuck. Tuition is six thousand nine hundred and sixty-nine dollars and sixty-nine cents. <laughs> Plus shipping and handling. <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> Which is $4.20. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But the group believes that even fame is this double-edged sword. Because as we just talked about, if you want to make it, you have to be prepared to share your whole life with the world. That means posting on Facebook, snapping selfies for Instagram, coming up with sketches for TikTok, writing funny tweets, streaming on Twitch, uploading to YouTube, podcasting to iTunes. The list goes on and on and on. And if you want to build a following, this is what your life needs to become. It's how people find you. It's how others measure your popularity, and it's the methods of sharing your content with the world. But there's one major issue. You don't actually own any of it. Sure, you might own the intellectual property, but if Instagram shuts down your account, no one's going to ask you for fucking pictures of your real life. And the same thing with YouTube and Twitch. If they decide that they don't like your content, they can boot you from the site and all of your work is gone. If you really think about it, these websites, they own your following and just allow you to use their platform to speak to them. Yes. And as more and more content is pushed online, I think we're actually starting to see a decline in how much independent makers are actually earning. For example, podcasts earn about $25 per ad for every 1,000 downloads. TikTok creators earn about 2 to 4 cents per 1,000 views. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter don't pay their users a dime, despite them and mostly the famous accounts being the only reason that other people have those apps, with the exception of Facebook, which is also based around community and sharing more information so it's just that in a different way daylife argues that this is a problem if you as a content creator don't value your time and effort then nobody will and even worse these platforms build billionaires that get rich from your story while giving you back nothing in return except for a handful of targeted ads but while this might sound like a great titan to rally and fight against, the Daylife Army is more complicated than that. In fact, they might be one of the strangest and most unorthodox cults that we have ever covered while doing this fucking show. <laughs> so the Daylife Army was founded by a man named Wiz L and an interplanetary being of sexual energy named Koa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? It you said like interplanetary Paige. being. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm honored. Uh, interplanetary being of sexual energy? Yes, named Koa. That's what I said. Okay. Okay, Paige, I can s- clearly see that you haven't smoked the requisite amount of marijuana to be able <laughs> to understand. You thought I was fucking joking, weren't you? I, oof. Uh, no, I, I think you're serious. I'm just trying to, in my mind, I'm like, how does this fit in? Because like I was on board when you were like content creators don't make enough. And I'm like, don't accurate. I know it as I look accurate. around my one yeah. bedroom apartment in a bad part of town? Yes, 100 percent. And then I was still with you as you were like, yeah, you basically have to give your life over to social media to make it. And I'm like, yeah, because I had to read tweets about myself the other day where people basically talked about me like I wasn't a person and were mad that I had opinions and that was like a thing and I just had to let it go and not be mad about it. But like, great. It is hilarious how much people complain about a free podcast. Uh, Just like every cult leader we've ever covered before, pretty much ever, these two have a very peculiar backstory. Let's start by covering the man with the plan, Wiz L. Before he started going by Wiz, he was Eben Carlson. I'd go by Wiz, too. (laughs) He sounds like a wizard that's trying to have a rapper name. He sounds like somebody mispronounced Evan. (laughs) One of the things that I did to prepare for this episode is I talked on the phone with a, a current member of this group. And I was like, so how do you pronounce this? Wizel? And he was like, nope, it's Wiz L. And I was like, oh. It sounds very, and he goes, yeah, it sounds like a SoundCloud name, done it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Is he thinking about dropping a mixtape? And the guy, no lie, the guy went, huh, I wouldn't want to ruin our future plans. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So don't worry. We're going to drop it. We're going to drop tracks and then we're going to do this whole social media campaign where you have to like find the tracks and there's secret messages in the tracks. If you play them backwards, it's going to be great. So and he is somebody who does believe in different forms of magic. So Andrea saying that he is a wizard (laughs) trying to have a rap career is the most accurate (laughs) statement you have ever made without knowing Uh, it. Oh, my God. It was a bit and it's real. Is this your hit single? <laughs> There's nothing more upsetting than when a bit becomes real life. <laughs> the way I structured this episode, though, is I wanted you to get all of the like, hmm, hmm, of their ideas out of the way. And the rest of this episode is just you realizing why they're fucking idiots. <laughs> I cannot wait. So Eben Wiz L. Carlson was born sometime in 1967 in Seattle, Washington. Oh, so he old as shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that too old to be going by a SoundCloud rapper. Oh name. yeah, he is a he is an old white man that I will show you a picture of later. He is about uh, I tracked it out. He's about fifty four, fifty six right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. He's about fifty four years old right now. So definitely old enough to be my father, and yet still going by Wiz L and communing with an intergalactic sexual. <laughs> an interplanetary being of sexual energy named Goa. How hard is it to understand? I don't know. It just sounds like a fuck snake, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. <laughs> fuck snake, by the way, is the name oh, of Mitch McConnell's snake. mom. Take that, you. Fuck. Oh my god! 
it's also the name of my mixtape. <laughs> Fuck oh Snake by Paige Wesley. Would listen, honestly. Would oh, listen. So, uh. Would listen. Oh, boo. <laughs> so, Eben was a pretty creative kid throughout most of his early life. And that's pretty much all we know about his early life since everything else online is just lies that he created himself. <laughs> Classic. True life. I'm a fuck snake. (laughs) (laughs) What we do know is that he likely went to some form of art school because he worked as a graphic designer for a number of years. I'm not just making Andrea's giving me the face. I'm not just saying that because art kids be fucking weird. I'm saying that because art kids be fucking weird and he worked as a graphic designer in a time where you probably had to go to school for it first. Truthfully, after having been to art school... Makes sense. You know what I mean? Like to say that uh, there's a percentage of my classmates that later started a cult or did performance art pieces that included a lot of their genitalia. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I pledged with a fuck snake. (laughs) Fuck snake. I want fuck snake to be our new character. Like I know we, we, we got Brad Laveau. Brad Laveau and then Fuck Snake, the advocate for snake sex workers. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Not a trouser snake, just a fuck snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or a fuck snake named Trouser. <laughs> a fuck snake named Trouser. Is that a fuck snake in your trousers or are you just happy to see me? It's a fuck snake. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> it's venomous. <laughs> they all are. <laughs> Maybe not venomous, but definitely toxic, if you know what I'm saying. Dun, so he went to some form of art school, as all terrible, crazy people did. Uh, Hurtful. And then, and then he started working as a graphic designer for a number of years, as all lazy future comedians do eventually. Um, Accurate. Accurate, yeah. Then, then in the early 90s, when he was about 25 years old, he fully immersed himself into the Seattle grunge scene, rubbing elbows with some of the genre's most legendary figures, including Kurt Cobain. I'm sure they're rubbing more than elbows. <laughs> I mean, they be dirty. it's possible. One of my favorite things that he writes about himself is he uses the phrase, I came up in the Seattle grunge scene, which started mm-hmm. in the late 80s uh, and then like carried into the 90s. Um, and he said he got associated sometime around 90, uh, 1990. So that would make him 25 years old, saying that he came up in the Seattle grunge scene. And this is something that his former followers have talked about. He was just like a 25-year-old dude hanging out with like 18, 19-year-old musicians. And he was like, yeah, 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 no, like I totally understand your vision. (laughs) Hey, you guys need like beer or anything? You good? Yeah. (laughs) You need any graphic design? (laughs) Need any fuck snakes? I've got everything. Yeah, he's just, he's always been this weird dude who's tried to like immerse himself in youth culture. That is something that comes up time and time and time again. And the first time he did it was when he was 25, hanging out with a bunch of even younger musicians that were trying to follow their dream in the Seattle grunge scene. And this was the beginning of Eben's obsession with both fame and music. According to his own YouTube vlogs, which are goddamn near impossible to watch, he tried to start a career as a professional DJ, 
but since I can't find any record of him working anywhere, I'm assuming that that dream never panned out. <laughs> this is DJ Fox Snake on the ones and twos. <laughs> this is everyone in Los Angeles whose Facebook title, like what they do, is like DJ slash comedian slash fuck snake slash writer slash graphic designer slash, and then it just says your daddy for some reason. At the grind. <laughs> at the grind oh my god yeah it also begs the question uh what is what is worse a failed dj or a failed magician which one is the sadder reality definitely failed dj because the bar of entry is lower for you to (laughs) fail is like because the way that you like you could just do weddings and you could still be a dj and be like i'm a dj and great but like the bar is lower in terms of like how to get successful so it's like if you fail it's like you tripped and fell over a speed yeah you can't press play (laughs) to be fair you if you're a failed magician you could also still just do weddings you will be asked to leave but it would be kind (laughs) of cool it's because you keep turning things into doves (laughs) was this your bride no (laughs) no (laughs) she's just a series of scars Oh, after his DJ dreams didn't pan out, which by the way, DJ dreams is definitely somebody's actual DJ name. Yeah. With a Z dreams with a Z. That's a lo-fi hip hop name for sure. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. After his DJ dreams with a Z didn't pan out. He opened a local audio equipment rental business, probably because he had a fuck ton of DJ equipment and didn't really have a use for it. Oh my God. Get it out of my basement, Eben. <laughs> That's just his mom. But just like jockeying those discs, the store didn't pan out either, and he was forced to shut the business down. As he quickly approached the end of his 20s, Eben decided that maybe what he had to offer the world was his story. Throughout most of his life, he had met dozens of celebrities, tried multiple different careers, and most importantly, he had fucked a ton of women, according to him and only him. But still, (laughs) what's more credible than an eyewitness source? Okay, Moby. (laughs) A one-eyed witness source? Oh. Mm. Uh, Fuck snake. So he did what any rational human being would do and became a philosopher slash author. Uh, His first book was called The Love Artist, and it was a (laughs) semi-autobiographical story that featured a shirtless picture of himself on the cover that I would love to show you now. Oh my god! No! No! No, 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 no. Alternative title, <laughs> Fuck Snake and the Sorcerer's Bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks like he looks like Captain America before he takes the oh serum. Oh my god, so much. But older. Like he looks like he's 50 there. He's in his late 20s here. Oh, what? He did not age well, honey. Oh no. I look better than that now. He he constantly the way his face is shaped and we will post this picture on our Instagram. The way his face is shaped, it looks like he always just got punched in the face. Yeah, it looks like somebody rearranged his face yeah. and then he took this picture. Like that guy. The guy we covered in Bundy who had like 
a severely oh. rearranged oh. Where his face got like Ram- rearranged by a yeah, tractor. Yeah, it was like or run over. Shit. It's his brother. It's uh, it's his brother got run yeah. over by a tractor, which sounds like the country version of Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Um, <laughs> and his face all fucked up. But this one is oh my god, his hands are so big. Look at his hands. His hands are gigantic. And then is that a Gucci belt? I think so. Is that why he left it on? Oh, I thought that was a Green Bay Packers signal. <laughs> His, I'm I'm gonna like okay. His hands are big enough that if he put them over his chest, his hands would cover his entire chest. What are the proportions of this man? God, he'd be a he could you know he if he could learn an instrument, he'd be a good guitarist. Yeah, because he could reach. Yeah, but also if you're like his lady friend, those fingers are go- <laughs> you're like hitting a lung. Yeah. Like he's fingering you and being like, do you feel that? And you're like, I think that's my heart. He's got 10 <laughs> sex snakes, baby. <laughs> oh God. That's a real quit playing games with my heart situation. <laughs> like it's coming back up out. Your oh, throat. Okay. Oh, this is a horror movie. I never need to see inside my own head. Thank you so much, Paige. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Sex snakes. Everything is bad. I don't like it. Oh, my God. Everything is awful. (laughs) Everything about this makes me scream. (laughs) And not in a fun way. So here is a description of the book, The Love Artist, written by Eben Carlson himself. Quote, set five minutes in the future, The Love Artist is the story of an extraordinary man named Julius finding himself institutionalized because he misspelled institutionalized on his own fucking Shut description. Shut the fuck up. Hire an editor. F- finding himself institutionalized after an apparent accident, Julius struggles to remember his previous life while translating as much Western culture as he can for use in the art movement he proposes to launch from his sickbed. He knows that he must appear deranged for his work to be taken seriously and to ensure his continued care, but he can't get anything done. And there's a nurse who might be interested. So what is it? The description (laughs) or the thing? Should he pretend he's better for love or describe his illness and possibly stay sick? And what then? What if it works? The Love Artist is a beautiful book, smart and enjoyable. It works to leave nothing behind. It is truly a modern American classic. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) What the fuck is this story? I I can confidently say that I think my book is probably better than this one. 100% page. What the actual like it <laughs> here's the thing. There's no clearly stated thesis. There's no clearly stated A to B like tension. Like what's the tension what are you that talking she about? thinks you're crazy? How is it set five minutes in the future? Is that how long it takes you to finish? Like what is but happening? What future? Is it like whenever you're reading the book, is it five minutes from then or is it five minutes from when it was published? Like What's happening? Is is this just his fantasy of fucking a nurse while she thinks he's so fucking artistic? Go fuck yourself, you stupid fuck snake. <laughs> With those long ass har- arms, fingers, finger arms. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm a little bit slow at reading, so it's set 25 minutes in the future for me. <laughs> what if that was your lame ass superpower? Like you can see the future, but only five minutes ahead. <laughs> 
that's a pretty cool superpower though. Is you it? Can prevent some accidents. Yeah. I would. I would. The yeah. most often I would use it. By the way, is taking stuff out of the oven. Where I'm like, is this as good as it gets? <laughs> and then I'd look five minutes in the future and be like, no, it can get crispier. <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could open the perfect patisserie. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is the description uh, of the book. I don't know if I need to say this, but the book was not a success. Uh, currently, <laughs> I am what? surprised. No. New York Times, hello? <laughs> Have you heard of whatever the fuck this book was called? I totally the forgot already. The Love Artist. The Love Artist. No, no, no. Not some good one written by some self-help person. No, the random fuck-crazy ramblings of Captain America before he takes the serum. <laughs> Well, what did they say? Did they hear about it? <laughs> they did, and they hung up. It is $120 on Amazon right now for a new copy. What? You can what? buy a used copy for $40, or uh, the cult member that I talked to offered to sell it to me for a cool 60 if I was willing to PayPal him right quick. Because oh, he only made physical copies? It's not digital? I guess there's a digital copy somewhere. I don't <sighs> fully know. Uh I want to read it. I want to read it so bad. <laughs> wanna... We need way more Patreon donors for that to happen. I feel you because I also, I'm curious. Yeah. But I also think I'm just going to scream it at the oh, whole time. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Kind of like when I read the, the second Fifty Shades book and I used to consistently throw it across the room because I hated it so much, but then like go back to reading it because like I had to know what happened. <laughs> that is... That is that is the funniest way I've ever heard anyone describe reading a book. But I get it. I understand exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, Anastasia frustrates me so much. I mean, so does Christian Grey. He's a straight up villain. But also, she frustrates me so much. I used to throw the book across. This the is room. this is the way that I used to watch uh, The Walking Dead, where just every two weeks I was like, <laughs> "Fuck this show. This show's dumb." And then I'd come back and be like, "Okay, but like what? Okay, but like what happened?" What happened to the motorcycle guy? <laughs> I need to know. What happened to Daryl? Is Daryl happy? Just tell me Daryl's happy. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Daryl anyway. can get it. <laughs> You've got weird taste in men. Um, Daryl can get it, but I was also into, is it Shane? The guy oh, they have to kill early on? Yeah. Shane no. can get it. Shane can get it. Andrea doesn't like Shane because the character embodies like being a piece of shit so well. Yeah. He's a very That's what it yeah. is. He's a very good That's actor. That's my sexuality type is I like nice people. <laughs> I mean, just John Bernthal, who's, who's the actor... Also super hot and baby driver. Yeah, I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah. Here for he it. He plays dicks a lot, but god damn is he just very like uncontrollably a handsome. It's so upsetting. A handsome. <laughs> I, I was yeah, I'm high. Um <laughs> so currently The Love Artist by uh Eben Carlson is on Amazon with only two reviews. <laughs> <laughs> both both of them are one star, and both of them call him a liar and a narcissist. Things were not going well for Eben Carlson. More like a scam like- artist, am I right, ladies? I like, I like that somebody would read that book description and be like, ain't none of this shit true. No shit, Sherlock. Well, that's the thing is that it is. What are you doing? It is. It is in the book, he does try to make a case for that it is like semi-autobiographical. Like it's a story that he had to change the names of those involved or some shit. No. That's why it's five minutes in the future. <laughs> exactly. Fucking 
fuck? In the early 2000s, when he was around 35 years old, he was forced to move back in with his mom, who had relocated to Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Oh, honey, you're back. I'm so excited. I'll put a pot roast on and a casserole. You want to watch the bears with me? Oh, my God. How did we get here? <laughs> That's such an amazing interview get. Oh By God. the way, I want to say that she was from Seattle. That accent, though, is what happens as soon as you move into Chicago. It just appears magically. This is accurate. Yeah. Armando went to visit Chicago briefly, and he had that accent for some reason. Oh, it don't took you him know. weeks to get rid of it. Yeah, it's, it's very catchy. He was forced to move back in with his mom who had relocated to Chicago. And despite her belief that Eben was just down on his luck, the man in his mid-30s was starting to lose his fucking mind. Like Julian, the main character from his novel, his greatness was going unappreciated. He could see no reasonable explanation for why he hadn't made it yet. There must be something in our inherently evil Western culture that was preventing him from succeeding. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no other possibility. It's definitely not the fact that you wrote a fucking strange ass book that no one read. Yeah. Or that you look like Gumby with nipples. <laughs> I apologize for the audio that you're going to have to treat from me scream laughing and him looking at Gumby. I love it. It's so upset. I'm upset. Like, I need a sec. Hold on. I need a sec. <laughs> because I, I just, why is he so squishy? Wait, Gumby or him? Both. Like, he definitely looks like a shapeshifter, right? Yeah. This, it does explain how malleable his face appears to be, though, right? Yeah. 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 It does make a lot of sense. Oh, the stare. It's so scary. The stare. Yeah. He, he has a, just a, he has these terrifying sunken in eyes that are just I, so just hard to 10, look at. 10,000 yard stare. Just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so around 2013, he adopted the screen name Wizel and started posting diatribes and blog posts bashing modern culture in various groups all over Facebook. And his irony-riddled ideas and over-the-top writing style earned him a few online fans and even a couple of Facebook friends. Because of this influx of mutuals, Facebook's You Might Know algorithm presented him with a picture of a beautiful black woman named Kimberly Laura Malone. She would later adopt the name of Koa along with a list of crazy other ideas about herself. Ah, uh, wow. yes. Yes. So this is thus... Our fuck snake has entered the chat, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, fuck snake has entered the building. <laughs> I used to live in an apartment building where there was a woman there with long hair who I think did too many psychedelics because one day she grabbed my hand and she told me that she could see my future and I had a beautiful energy and also that fairies had stolen her child. Oh. So... Was she crazy or was she homophobic? I need an answer to this question. <laughs> Definitely crazy. She meant like, 
Irish fairies. <laughs> she oh, meant like okay. beings from another dimension. She was like, they stole my baby. And I was like, okay, well, thank you so much for your time. I need to go home now. Thank you so much. But yeah, people believe some crazy shit to not deal with the real trauma in their lives. Oh, yeah. And that might be uh, a lot of what's happening here. Prior to accepting the friend request, Kimberly had lived her own very interesting life. By her own admission, she had grown up in a sort of cult herself. She was a Jehovah's Witness. Mm. And like Eben, she had her own ties to the music industry. Her great-grandfather was William Malone, the famous black violinist who toured with blues pioneer and professional handjobber W.C. Handy. Uh, that's his real name. A lot of people don't know this, but he was great at handjobs. Just the best. Could not build a shelf subsequently. <laughs> Only handjobs. Unless no. it was a shelf just made of jizz. And then, who are you going to call? W.C. Handy. Honestly, I'm imagining a shelf built entirely jizz by jizz. Of like, you continue to jizz, it becomes a solid. Like, it goes from liquid to solid. Beautiful. Yeah. Gotcha. It's Art. called being inside of the room of a teenage boy, Andrea. Everything is made of come here. <laughs> I've never had or been a teenage boy, so I'm sorry. Huh. I mean, everyone thinks that Armando has a new apartment. He doesn't. <laughs> he just made a cave. Yeah. A jizz cave. <laughs> I call it my jizz palace, and I built it with my own two balls. <laughs> Coming makes me feel good. Um, cool. This is upsetting. This is. I'm upset. Oh. I have. I'm sorry. I just. And let's get back to the sex yes. snake. Let's. Fuck snake. Sorry. In addition to that, one of her brothers is famous Los Angeles DJ Total Freedom. And her other brother is Kip Malone, a member of the band TV on the radio. What? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, both of her brothers have kind of weighed in on this, and they're like, I, I, I'm, this is not verbatim. This is a uh, paraphrase. Uh, they said, like, look, I, I love Kimberly, but I uh, don't know about or want to know about any of the shit that she's doing. Thank you. <laughs> Please <laughs> I mean, I get it, though. Yeah, totally. In college, she tried her hand at music, acting, and even a little set design with some success here and there, but nothing really jump-started her artistic career. She mostly paid her bills by working in the service industry like eh, pretty much every struggling artist does. Hurtful. Been there. Yeah. Been there. And in 2005, when she was 28 years old, she decided to use her knowledge of design and service to open up her own bar in Tacoma, Washington. She called it the Monsoon Room. And <laughs> I really, really, really wanted to make fun of this bar, but every single thing that I found about the Monsoon Room was just like, it fucking looks cool as shit. They have like the hottest DJs and it's like weird shit too, where they like come and play like acid jazz and they were like, the design is super cool. And every article that I read was like, this is a bar that makes Tacoma feel like it's a big city. That That's was cool. like the wow. vibe. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. When you said monsoon room, I assumed it was a strip club, but <laughs> I, I assumed uh, I assumed tiki bar, mm. but okay. 
Yeah, it's like this weird, like, jazz lounge kind of place. Uh, it, it Unfortunately, though, it did shut down a few years after she opened it. But again, like, Aww. running a fucking bar is hard. I'm not going to shit on you for opening your own small business, which by all accounts was pretty cool. I shit on that guy for his stupid fucking book. Believe me when I say the bar looked cool. All right? I'll give okay. them that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. After that, Kimberly started offering her services as a sort of sex coach, calling herself a goddess of love. See, now we're back into the bullshit. You got one good thing and then you're fucking back. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get out on the field. We're going to go in, then out, then in, then out, then in, then out, then in, and then out again. Hold, then in again. (laughs) Coach, I need to see a chalk drawing. But coach, what if there's grass on the field? Then we play ball because we're men. <laughs> also, a sex coach and a like a normal coach are it's the only thing they have in common is it's cool for both of them to tell you to hit the shower. <laughs> I'm just picturing her standing over a bed with two people fucking just throwing a clipboard like damn it, run the play. Run it back one more time. I'm going to need you to run out and then turn back for a Hail Mary. He's going to throw it. You catch it. How hard is this? Also, you might want to see a doctor because that ball is offsides. (laughs) (laughs) And at the end, they just yell, goal. (laughs) And you dump Gatorade on her. Oh, sweetheart. That is not Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's piss. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. You could have the game-winning ball, so to speak. Uh, Also, hey, girl, let me see your goal face. (laughs) Honestly? Hot. Couples should share goals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what they mean by, yeah, by couples. Couple goals. No touchdown celebrations. We don't have time. (laughs) Get round two going. Oh, my God. I do want to see a touchdown (laughs) celebration. What is that? Yeah, for sex. Yeah. And she's just sitting in bed like, what the fuck are you doing? Will you please wipe the cum out of my eyes? Thank you. <laughs> Do like a Terrell Owens and like sign the tit. <laughs> as you- <laughs> I'm going to do the cum snake. And then they just start doing the worm. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're just the Marshawn Lynch of sex sports. Just like <laughs> cum on a motherfucker's face. <laughs> oh, her courses and apparently unreleased book, which was going to be titled The Power of Pussy to Change the World and Protect, Provide, Proclaim. Is this a I Cardi B album? Book. What is this? <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Power pussy. Ah. Wait, no, that's not <laughs> Stallion. My bad. Uh, no, she's heavily featured on the album. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> that makes the power sense. of pussy to change the world and protect, provide, proclaim was supposed to teach couples of all genders how to secure their sexual sovereignty. This is, of course, the belief that the most sexual being in existence is the county sheriff. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was like, is this where you claim a portion of your bed and you're like, this is where I don't have to pay taxes? <laughs> This is where I don't have to pay sex taxes. Oh, my God. How many cows are in the bed, though? (laughs) In a nutshell, the idea is to break free from what society thinks of your sexuality and to have sex purely from the standpoint of enjoying it and being connected to your partner. It's not that terrible. That's great advice. 
It is until it starts. Someone <laughs> throws a penalty flag? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The penalty flag? There will be quite a few penalty flags later on uh, in oh, this story. Oh, no. And they're yeah. all red. Oh, God. <laughs> At least they're not turtle penalty flags. Those are fucking oh, disgusting. They're spiked. Ah. <laughs> ah. And the crowd goes ah. wild. <laughs> Yeah, Mitch McConnell runs it in for three. Uh, I don't know how scoring works. Yeah, you do, Paige. <laughs> it was while trying to get this exciting new business off the ground in Chicago that she received a friend request from a man named Wiz L in 2013. Intrigued by his ideas on religion, Western culture, and maybe even those cute little nipples, she accepted... <laughs> She accepted because the nipples. Why is Gumby friend requesting me? <laughs> and when did he get these amazing nipples? <laughs> Facebook says that I might know Gumby. <laughs> oh, it's because we have a mutual friend. It's my old friends with benefits, Pokey. <laughs> yes, yes, I was like, it's Pokey. <laughs> he sounds like Pokey. Uh. Oh, uh, man. So Wizelle and Kimberly, who was now going by the name Koa, spent endless hours together talking about everything from art movements to the history of counterculture to their very different views on religion. But slowly, they started forming an idea of how people should live. And soon the two started trying out their own mystical rituals, including a practice that they called Whitestone. And while they might like to think that they invented it on their own, it actually comes from some other practices that we've covered before when we talked about sex magic. Yes! Oh my yep. God. They stole a page right out of the old Aleister Crowley book. Oh. Whitestone, which by the way is spelled W-H-Y-T-E, stone, stone is just spelled normal, is the practice of visualizing what you want to achieve in your life while vigorously masturbating. Um, <laughs> but instead of coming into like a sock or a bike helmet like a normal person, uh, <laughs> you, you actually catch that nut in a cup. You're supposed to come inside of a container. No, really? Really? And then you mix it with a whole bunch of water. Um, and then you chug it like the world's worst protein shake. Yeah. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, so is mm -hmm. this for men only? I assume because like as a woman, like we don't really have cum, so we drink the cum. I, we have I to mean, drink someone it, else's it cum. It depends on the ladies. Some ladies ejaculate, but it is very similar to the chemicals in our urine. So it smells I mean, bad. It smells like pee. Yeah, it doesn't smell good. Yeah, I I actually don't know how it works uh, for women. I assume that they also have to drink some of the the just the regular cum. I shouldn't say regular cum, but some of. Uh, I was thinking like dipstick like an oil change and just like oh. popsicle it like mm. yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah you're trying to like gum up and but it's come um, yeah yeah, come yeah. also by the way this drink was a staple at the monsoon room it's why they were so popular <laughs> we're like why are your shots so salty what this is the worst sex on the beach I've ever had <laughs> it's the Aww. most accurate sex on the beach you've ever had <laughs> that's actually sand in the bottom of it I mean, do you store it for later? Like, how? No, you drink it immediately. You just fucking chug that shit, dude. That's your Gatorade, dude. That's what you get, man. Like That's going to put the electrolytes Clams in on the shell? Like, what is this? Or oysters? Is it just <laughs> called a dirty oyster? What is that? 
Yeah, and it's the same consistency, too. <laughs> and then salty, just as salty. You put a little bit of Horchester sauce on there? Ooh, baby. Horchester? <laughs> little, a little bit of Frank's Red Hot? I put that shit on everything. You put a little bit of Tabasco on it? Baby. Ooh, baby. Why does this oh, cum gosh. taste like the ocean? Sounds fishy to me. (laughs) (laughs) The entire time the couple developed their belief system, they posted their writings on Facebook and people were starting to notice, which I kind of understand because if I saw someone post a recipe for a nut smoothie, that would guarantee (laughs) me a better future. I would definitely look at the other crazy bullshit that they had posted too. I'd be like, yeah, I've heard of the secret, but like this seems extra secret. Like it's got special sauce. I was looking for almond butter. I didn't understand these other. (laughs) I didn't understand all these other nuts. I'm so sorry. Uh, And it wasn't long before they had enough interested followers to start up their own Facebook group. For the price of a small PayPal donation, you could gain access to an entire catalog of their batshit writing and people were willing to pay up for more. Excuse me, I have a nut allergy. Um, Can I still participate? <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't have a latex allergy, I guess. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> no one knew what to make of them. It was like some sort of next level performance art project or maybe even a new augmented reality game. Most people were blown away, but not everyone was impressed, including one commenter who compared Wizel and Koa's Facebook group to some sort of shitty cult. And Wizel really took this comment to heart. He came off as mysterious. He had secrets, or at least really gross cooking tutorials, that people were willing to pay for. And he already had a handful of followers, albeit ones that were only online. Really, the only thing that set him apart from a cult leader was starting a formal group. So that's what he did. In 2014, Wizel and Koa decided to start their cult. A group that they would call Tumple. Tumple? Tumple. And that is where we will pick off. Uh, no. And that is where we will pick up next week on no. part two of our series on the Daylife Army and Wizel and Koa. Tumple sounds like uh, some type of d- disease on your balls. Yeah. Right? Tumple, like- Tumple, by the way, is spelled like temple, but instead of the first E, there's a U. Um, because, uh, spoiler alert, this group has their own language. No. Oh man. I hate when what are they? The Sims? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, basically, especially when we, we go over their shit, uh, next week. So this was kind of an introduction, um, to sort of who these people are and what motivates them, uh, to do the things that they do. And next week we'll get into a lot of, um, what the things they did actually were. And you're going to want to fucking come prepared because next week it gets even fucking crazier. I'm talking about like the new heaven's gate. I'm talking aliens. I'm talking come. I'm talking very, very specific fashion choices. 
we've got oh, it all man. in episode two and i'm so I fucking cannot excited fucking wait holy shit i, I mean whew, it sounds like we're gonna watch the fucking history channel next week yeah. and i'm excited we haven't even gotten to a man named De jesus like da baby <laughs> da jesus the <laughs> bears the bulls the jesus we are here for it. He he assures me that the D is silent, but I've heard about Wizel's sex life, and I guarantee you that the D is never silent when it comes to this. <laughs> All right, it's his name is spelled D apostrophe Jesus. Um, holy shit! Thank you for letting me do this, and also, uh, oh my god! Now you kind of see why I was like over the past few days, like this is fucking crazy. You were you were texting us screenshots of your conversations with some of the members and I was just like what is happening yeah what is happening what's going on what is what is this yeah and we'll get into it a little bit next week uh but just just for your own reference this is a group that fully fully commits to being called a cult you know this is like their entire thing they openly embrace that label for themselves and so when I when I was talking to this guy when I was talking to De Jesus uh, I, I was like, yeah, normally when we talk to people, uh, connected to cults, we're talking to like cult survivors. And this time I'm talking to a cult, uh, a cult, uh, and I didn't know what to call it. And that's when he laughed and went a cult thriver. Um, <laughs> oh no. Oh my yeah. God. No. That's oh, some no. douchey shit. <laughs> It's it is some pretty douchey shit. Also, to Jesus, I know you're listening. Let me know if you want to still do that interview episode too. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I will interview you and only you for a bonus episode. Uh, but maybe you're gonna want to hear the rest of this series first. Also, I know you're fucking listening. You fucking weirdo. Um. So yeah, that's episode one. God damn, it's like a load off of my mind. No pun intended. Uh, um. <laughs> off your mind and onto those sheets which is offsides penalty of five yards <laughs> ah! Ah! this episode is brought to you as it always is by fuck snakes reptile emporium <laughs> hey everybody come on down i've got all kinds of sex reptiles i got fuck snakes i got I got dick turtles. I got salamanders that are going to compliment you, but then ghost you the next day. <laughs> I've got, I got Tinder frogs. I got bumble toads. Come on oh down to God. sex snakes, reptile and amphibian emporium. And for a very limited time for our grand opening ceremony, we will have Gumby with nipples. Bring your kids down, no. cover their eyes, leave in shame. Come to our master gator. Petting zoo. <laughs> no. Master Gator. No. Oh my God. No, this episode, uh, like every episode, is actually brought to you by our wonderful, amazing Patreon donors. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Diabolic Addiction. I mean, it, it sounds like some of the people in this cult have a diabolic addiction. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it? Is it hard seltzer? Is that the diabolic addiction? Oh, I was going to say baby. diabolic addiction does sound like a flavor of monster energy drink. A hundred percent. As someone who now drinks monster on the fairly regular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paige, are you okay? Should we no, call a therapist? I, I, I fucking need sleep. I'm like, it's not great. 
Diabolic Addiction says, uh, just want to say, heard you guys on Good Morning from Hell and just binged all your episodes. Love them. Diabolic Aww. Addiction, thank you so Aww. much. Thanks, Diabolic Addiction. Yeah. Thank you. You're the greatest. Uh, yeah. And if, hey, are you looking for a new place to listen to cult podcasts and also other great shows like Good Morning from Hell? Well, then, uh, might we suggest Rooster Teeth? Did you know the birds are like close relatives to reptiles? I so, did know that. I did know that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm going to consider a rooster a sex snake. Also, I don't know if this tracks, but a duck penis is the bird equivalent of a turtle penis. Those are <laughs> those are equivalencies. In how, Absolutely. In yeah, both terrifying in their own beautiful ways. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing beautiful about a duck's penis. They're monsters. They're monsters who adapted and evolved because of rape because they're the worst animals on earth. And I hate them. Um also apparently eventually on one episode I said I hated owls and I'm sorry I take that opinion yeah, back. Yeah, I don't remember why. I don't I don't remember why you hated owls, but I do remember that you had like a lecture about owls. That I mean mm. that sounds like me. I have a lecture a lot of, about a lot of stuff. Um I mean those of us who watch Twin Peaks know that the owls are not what they seem. Yeah, roosterteeth.com <laughs> for all your bird and content <laughs> needs. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'll post this on, uh, cult podcast, social media stuff, but I recently did a video, uh, production with Funhouse where we played Jackbox, Jackbox games. Um, it's a lot of fun. Blaine was there too. And it was so much fun. We got to invent these crazy, stupid inventions and play Quiplash and, and keep making callbacks to a joke that we all started to hate very quickly, but it's still very funny to watch. <laughs> Um, so yeah, roosterteeth.com, go get it, go download the app. You can get it on your Xbox, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, pretty much everywhere else you want it to. Um, yeah. And for me, I think I'm going to say if you want, uh, to send me, oh boy, I was going to ask to send me the most fucked up animal penis, but I don't want that energy in no. my life. No, you uh, don't. That's an <laughs> yeah, upsetting inbox. Yeah, no. you created for yourself. You Why want, would you want you that? You want it. We've got <laughs> it. We'll send you animal peen. I'm going to be on a list somewhere, but yeah, if you can find a particularly, if you can find a, an animal that has a penis more upsetting than uh, a fucking turtle or a duck, Tell me the story behind the penis. Don't actually show me the penis unless it's like it looks like a fucking smiley face or something. The be story cool. behind the penis? You want an Here's entire novel? It. I'll get right on it. Like VH1's behind the music, but for penises. That's what I want. Shoot me a documentary. <laughs> Honestly, like when I see a new penis, it's like I do want a story, but not the whole story. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, but that's because I've never seen a penis that wasn't mine. Well, that's not true. I've never wanted to see a penis that wasn't mine. Fair, um, fair, 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 fair. Yeah, send those to me on Instagram and Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. M A N D O Does Stuff. Uh, also follow me on TikTok at Mondo Does Stuff as well. It's it's fun, and I don't understand why it's happening, but boy oh boy, does it keep going. So yeah join get in you could have been an early investor in mondo coin but you missed out now get in get in here already okay i love you bye hey guys if you want to send me what any and all of us would look like as interplanetary beings of sexual energy 
Yeah, I really want to see it. I want to know how sexy you think we look like as interplanetary beings. Please leave the nipples off just for safety. But other than that, yes, I want to know. Please send them to me on all the things at Andrea Gazetta or at Sundress Comic on Twitter. And yeah, I'm down. I want to see it. Check out my art, AndreaGazetta.com. What's up? I am going to say we get a lot, a lot, a lot of fan art of Brad Laveau. And I feel like Fuck Snake deserves the same treatment. Ooh. I want to see yeah, 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 yeah. you realize Fuck Snake. Uh, and you can send that to me at Paige Wesley on Twitter and at Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. And if you don't think you're hearing me talk enough, you could hear me talk more on Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod as well. Both very good shows. Uh, hey, if you want to follow our show on Instagram, you can do so at Cult Podcast. Or at Cult Podcast Show on Twitter. You can also send us an email to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. And if you want to send us live fuck snakes, you could send those to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, like the, the shining. shining Los Angeles, California 90065 and I think for this one I'm gonna say don't drink your own cum diluted with water and <laughs> or, or if you do add like an extra flavor like coconut or something get get some Mio and, and squirt <laughs> some fruit flavor in there or something some crystal light oh I don't know oh my god if I if I if I eat enough just pure concentrated Mio and and or Crystal Light. Will it change the flavor of my cum? You're going to have to experiment and report back next week. Get Bobby on the phone. I need a scientist. <laughs> That's not I, science. I, like, I cannot tell you how funny he would think that question is. <laughs> Text him now. He's probably awake. Uh, and I'm going to say, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye.